0: It, Bob! I'm about to reach over there and tear you into new... Don't be a jackass! I'm with you, Bob! We talk this out! I don't see any need for that kind of language. Yeah, yeah. You go yeah. outside right now! No. I'll take both oh, of you. We're gonna, we're gonna, gonna vote! vote right there now. We're not gonna fight! We're gonna oh. vote! Let's vote! I... Let's vote, and then we'll fight!
1: All right, welcome back, everybody, to Gundam at MHQ. This is uh, one of your hosts, Neo, and joining me always is Soul Bro. Soul Bro, how are you doing? Good evening, everybody. Good evening. And I think somebody kind of just, just walked through the door. Uh, who, who, who is that? Who, who, who goes there?
0: <sighs> Dennis, you're back. You think you know about podcast culture? not really we knew it as
2: as all as it cracked up to be
1: but we thought we knew something about it but how how are you Um, are you you coming back are you back from Aleppo, Syria (laughs) (laughs) did you see any culture out there on one of your assignments
0: you don't know about culture
1: (laughs) (laughs) Dennis I heard some disturbing news that you stopped drinking is that true (laughs)
0: Do I smell like I stopped drinking?
1: <laughs> no. Actually, you smell like you've been drinking for about three weeks. <laughs> and uh, lived on the park bench. <laughs>
2: it's a hell of a bender.
1: <laughs> so Welcome uh, back, so I guess you're ju- Yeah, I guess you're joining us for episode 200 of Gundam. Yeah, you miserable bastards.
2: <laughs> we love you too, bro. Yeah. Where's my you boobs?
1: <laughs> We're glad that you're here. Oh man, man. Dennis! I-, I didn't
0: think he was gonna be here for this. Oh god, guys! Hey, what's going on? Oh, here? Oh, what's what's Chris, this? What, what the hell is what, this? What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> oh man! All right, is, there, all is right. there a podcast happening over here? It's been too long. <laughs> I-, I saw Dennis. He busted in my house yet again. So I thought maybe he was yeah. trying to podcast. He's what's, what's going in- on?
1: Not much. He's back from Syria, so we kind of figured that he was—he probably crashed at your place because somehow he's that guy that just enters your house. No, he seems to have a key, right? <laughs> even,
0: though keep, even though you keep changing the locks. <laughs> yeah. So, so you guys recording an episode, huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. indeed, man. I know. Is that and, what? And, any, uh, any like particular special occasion going on here, or <laughs> just another one uh, of the mill episode? Which is bullshit.
1: Yeah. Just, just, just. <laughs> n- nothing too special. Just episode 200 though probably oh, not
0: oh 200 huh wow, <laughs> <laughs> wow we've, we've, we've been going that long huh
1: i think we were actually going more than that but i think in oh, like yeah. the linear main show <laughs> it's episode 200 but so bro if we count all the specials and extended episodes and oh, man. create shorts and stuff <laughs>
2: <laughs> At this point, probably well over 250 if you add all that stuff in, but uh, oh, 200 man. actual Royal Main episodes, and uh, yeah, it's been been quite the run, man. Um, thanks, everybody. Do you, think you,
1: do you think you can You uh, you think you can sit in for this, Chris, or are you, are you too busy? You, you're going to have to hose out the back room because Dennis just laid down or something.
0: Yeah, he's peeing in the corner, so I'll have to clean that up later, but, you know, I'm good for now.
2: He's raiding Chris's liquor cabinet. He's all up in the Hennessy.
0: Ooh. <laughs>
2: Jesus, but um, yo, thanks everybody who's tuned in tonight live, or if you're listening to the podcast on the iTunes feed. Yes, there's a uh, live. There's <laughs> not live in that way. Yes, there's actual episodes that've been uploaded, so you guys have uh, been wanting oh, yeah. some audio episodes. They're on the feed now. Uh, more to come. I've got a couple other ones. In How the far deck. behind are we? <laughs> oh, I got. I uh, just need to get uh, technically uh, 196, 97, and ninety nine. Oh, one ninety Up, so four more. But uh, I'll get those up. So uh, I can say the people who... I thought uh,
1: 196 went up. I saw a thing on Twitter.
2: No, uh, 194 and 95 went up. Oh, okay. But 196 is next. I, I pretty much have that done. I just need to get it uploaded, so... Okay. Yeah, so cool. we're, we're, we're getting them up there. And uh, for those who have been waiting for the audio episodes to show back up in the feed, there you go, man. Then you go. You can take it on the road now. YouTube sucks. <laughs> but we're live, though. And that's what's up, man. Thanks for watching on YouTube.com slash GundamMAHQ. Slash live. You can check out the show live there whenever we have live episodes. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Gundammahq and always visit mahq.net. The the place where the magic happens. The Mech and Anime Headquarters. Man, I go there For to all the filth, all the filth you can stand.
0: Global filth, you, you filth. filthy bastard. Wins the award
2: of four chance favorite site every year. <laughs>
0: There you go. Every yeah. Year.
2: But yeah, man. Also, um, there's a hashtag tonight, uh Gundam two hundred. Uh feel free to use that if you want to contribute to the show. We got a bunch of tweets, uh uh some of them are, are from longtime listeners. Our boy Fred here, he says Uh, let's see here. He says... Oh, wrong screen. Let's try this again. There we go. main. He says, Congratulations to you guys for reaching episode 200. I remember listening to you guys back in high school when you first started. What a ride it's been. Thank you guys for an amazing show. Congrats. And here's the 200 more. Do we have to really do 200 more? (laughs) Yo, Fred. Fred, thank you so much, man. Yo, thank you for that tweet, man. And uh, props to everybody else who's uh, tweeting us tonight. Uh, Here's the tweet that you guys can... um, uh, retweet for us. It's over on our Gundam at MHQ Twitter. If you retweet that, it'll spread the word about um, about the episode tonight. And uh, thank you very much for doing so. Uh, I'll be looking at other tweets throughout the episode, guys. So be on the lookout for that. Cool. Back to you, Neil.
1: Well, we're not going to do any news because mm-hmm. that would be um, eh, we don't do that for a special occasion here. So, <laughs> but um, but uh, what we're going to kind of do is we're just going to have kind of a, a free discussion. Kind of talking a little bit about the last, uh, you know, Gundam is 200 episodes, it's been about 11 years, Mm -hmm. Um, 11 years in what, November, right? Is it November or October? October, October the 7th, so right around the corner
2: will be our 11th anniversary, so it's not bad. So
1: we're just going to kind of talk about like uh, looking back, all the way back to episode one, Rich. I think one day, Soulbro, a great stream that you and I should do. Oh no. Is I I think we should do episode one with us commentating. <laughs> like, <laughs> so everybody flood Soulbro's Twitter oh, no. and Facebook and Instagram for that. We'll call it hashbag episode one. And just um that that would actually be great because I've I i, I have not heard it in a long time. <laughs> So, I haven't
2: um, either. I'm sure it's pretty <laughs>
1: shocking. Oh, oh my god, I'm not looking forward to like that loud
2: ass music that was in those first couple episodes. Holy <laughs> shit. Oh my god. That's, but we're gonna that's we're weird. gonna
1: we're gonna kinda look back, but we're gonna like look to see like talk about things that we hoped had happened maybe in the last eleven years, uh that either did or didn't. Uh and then maybe even outside of what maybe we expect if we're around for two hundred more episodes what what we might have. But um <laughs> But yeah, um, I guess uh, Chris, we'll start off with you because you're the guest, you're the special guest tonight. Well, I was
2: actually, I was thinking um, Mm, that we could reintroduce ourselves. To everybody, if just in case this is anyone's first episode of listening to the show. Okay, first episode is first, 200. Yeah, first episode. Sometimes, sometimes it's, it's those kind of episodes that'll get someone to tune in and see what the show's mm. about, and then they'll be interested in going back and checking out our, our backlog. Okay. So in like a minute or less, you can just reintroduce yourself to the people watching, just in case there are any new people who are listening to this episode for the first time. Chris, if you would take the honor,
0: sir. <laughs> So, my name is Chris, and I was a regular co-host starting with Episode 4, and retired in the 190s, and I pop up every once in a while. I'm also the jerk behind MHQ.net, <laughs> so if you've read any review there that you disagree with, except for the Nadesco movie, it was probably... Written- <laughs> The one you get blamed for. The one I get blamed for but didn't write. Wow. So
1: that's that, me. that person's not even part of your review staff anymore, are they?
0: Um uh, not actively, so you know. Right. I also uh lord over the MHQ Facebook page, so if you've been banned from there, that was probably me too. Oh dude. <laughs> <laughs> <Nuked. laughs> And what is your
1: any any new names or nick or uh, nicknames or complaints from 4 chan Is that that's that's another way that people might know you. From.
0: Oh, you know, just the uh, the I'll, standard fair cunk SJW, blah blah oh, blah. You know, wow. just boring. Asshole boring, behind MHQ. Boring stuff. <laughs> <laughs> boring, boring stuff, nothing exciting.
1: Okay. <laughs> oh uh i guess me
2: yeah go for it sir
1: well this is neo and i guess i'm i'm one of the founding members the two founding members of gundam uh, mm-hmm. i guess i would be uh at this point uh host emeritus
0: would probably be my title <laughs> no, 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 that, that would be me <laughs> since i'm not i'm not on it anymore oh,
1: oh that's true yeah i forgot i used that in the wrong way yeah you're host emeritus i guess um i'm um what would we be probably uh associate or associate <laughs> Associate or Dean of
0: Hosting. For the Masons of Gundam. <laughs> yeah, Masons, we could be something like that. We laid the founding um, bricks. But not the Howard Masons of
1: Gundam. No, we're not. No, not the Howard Masons. Hold
2: a Mason!
1: <laughs> I started this with Soul Bro many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, on, on a time when the podcasts were like a brand new and crazy thing, where people yeah. didn't really understand what they were. But somehow, if you said you had one, people were like, "Wow, you have a podcast!" <laughs> now it's kind of standard fare, and I think in some ways, I don't think they've lost their impact, but I think they're just so ingrained into media now that it just seems like part of um, one large uh, medium for uh, getting information and talking about things. And um, yeah, this was started on a whim, and it's amazing that it's gone and it still on
2: shows. <laughs> <It sure laughs>
1: yeah. My, um, one of my claims to fame for being a host is I'm ill-formed and do not prepare. So, so
0: ill-informed. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> um, I've actually cost... The illest um, informed. I actually crashed a well-known Gundam blog site from back in the day, Ganoda. I started quoting oh, and yeah. using stories from that. Um, a few years later, it died. So that was so. If you remember that, and it's no longer around, it's because of me. Yeah. So, <laughs> solely responsible. Solely responsible. Because it seemed to be going well when I wasn't quoting it on the show, and then when I started to, it just—I you know, think it all went to hell. But um, <laughs> other than that, my interests are uh, Gundam or and Mecha, real and a uh, uh, real and giant robot um you know but uh Larry King Larry King I'm a I am part of the Larry King, Larry King fan club um he is basically Who's Lord surprisingly Bay. still with
2: us after all this time? We've had a
1: memorial desk <laughs> hey. for
2: him, but fortunately, he's still no need for the memorial. Well, still he's still breathing. Thank God. Well, no, it's not a memorial
1: in the way. Yeah, it's It doesn't a have thrill- to be a
0: memorial that he's dead. Yeah, yeah, things We're alive. Well, I'm glad to hear that because yeah, the it's for the contribution, be.
1: it's for the contributions of not being prepared himself because. Yep you got to idolize a man like that that just goes and wings at us. <laughs> <laughs> Des Moines, you're
0: on. Des Moines. <laughs> Who are you? Who am I? What day is it? What do you want to talk about? <laughs> Esther and Poughkeepsie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Barack> <laughs> yeah. Bob,
1: what do you do? Those always seem to be
2: the places that call them up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those cities with the weird Indian names is the best. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Grand Forks Junction. You're on with Larry King,
2: <laughs>
1: and he's still got that thing going on. If you watch his little podcast live YouTube show that he's mm-hmm. got, he still works the same. Unlike <laughs> the persons in front of you, you don't interact with them. If it ain't if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, man. Exactly. Exactly. So, and of course, yes, I am. I guess people would call me the Surbe, the Michael Bay apologist, because mm-hmm. I do defend most all that Surbe has done, except for. That last night. That was pretty shit. But. Woo! <laughs> was it
0: ever? Oh my goodness.
1: So, you're you're but, also uh, the
0: robo panicker?
1: I am. I am a robo alarmist. Um, <laughs> my I, I have the tomes because uh, I am afraid of Robot Rebellion uh, in the long lines of Battlestar Galactica, Terminator, things like that. So um, I actually heard there's a Netflix movie that's pretty shocking with a shocking ending that's a robo reveal. Um, oh. so I heard that might have to be um, done with the uh, I, I might have to review that for the tomes oh the so. tomes
2: man <laughs> tomes are
1: getting bigger man no. tomes are getting bigger That's all they ever um, <laughs> yeah one day people will listen hopefully it won't be too late the tomes so, grow with the
2: paranoia that feeds them <laughs>
1: um, and I guess my last thing I am the person that says that Return of the Re- 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 Revenge of the Sith is better than Return of the Jedi so, oh um, wow Enter your hate now.
2: <laughs> wow. Oh, so,
1: my lord. So, bro. Oh, <laughs> uh,
2: uh, how do I follow that? <laughs> well, you can start off with what you're
1: completely known oh, for. Oh,
2: my god. Uh, my name is Sober Ryu. Uh, I've also helped to found the, the podcast back from episode one. Um, we broke into, uh, as a group... Uh, Shinjuku Station. That's our podcasting group. Um, we broke into podcasting with a kind of a uh, a freeform show called Flip the Script, and that came that preceded uh, Gundam by a, a few months. Um, we did it was just a bunch of our friends, Neo and myself included, came together and we talked about whatever we felt like in pop culture uh, and uh, dove into a lot of things we enjoyed, including anime. We'd have a lot of discussions about anime actually on the show, and we'd always talk about Gundam and Mecha series. So after we were done with Flip the Script. And we're transitioning to something else. Neo and I uh, talked about it and came up with the idea of doing Gundam, which we launched in uh, early October 2007. Um, and uh, it was a rough couple episodes, but um, it, there was no other podcast like it at the time. There was a anime podcast, but there, you, there were only a handful. Because as Neo said, that was kind of the uh, early days of podcasting. Podcasting started to become a thing in 2006, although uh, there's yeah. a couple examples I could probably cite that predate it, like anime in the limelight which is a really good show, by the way. I miss it. Um, but um, when we got into it, there was no Gundam-centric uh, uh, or mecha-anime-centric podcast out there at all. So we got into it, and we did our thing, man. And we just took what we did and flipped the script and fine-tuned it a bit. And we we, we, we used our shitty equipment, and we, uh, Neo and I would get together to record at my house <laughs> or at his apartment. Oh, my and God. Man, it was... That uh...
1: shitty... What was <laughs> it? A, a two-channel... It was, it was a, a, a real channel radi- yeah. Yeah, Radio Shack <laughs> mixer oh that God. I think you used for turntables.
2: Yeah, I, I got it from Majors, uh, Mr. Lee yeah. Majors. Another <laughs> member of Shinjuku Station gave that to me. I had some uh, had some uh, <laughs> cheap-ass um, realistic mics from Radio Shack, and yeah. Yeah, it definitely showed. But uh, people said we saw it. Hey, guys, crazy. what's
0: Radio Shack? I know, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> That was that was the first major purchase. That was that was Ooh. my first uh, my first money I dropped into Gundam. It's like, oh, I could get these cheap ass mics because I I think I bought I bought one um, uni or two unidirectional and one and two mult or one multi directional or something. Else. So, <laughs> but yeah, it was. Uh, Oh my god, I forgot about this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it was uh it
2: was something else. Um but we we did we did we did all right. And um we got the nerve to go to uh MHQ and post in the uh the forums in the area where you could advertise uh, what you're working on and we posted about the podcast uh that we had a couple episodes in the deck and uh lo and behold Chris had, uh, uh checked them out and he liked what he heard so he reached out to us. Um he had, he I, I believe he replied on the thread. Um, or um, you hit us up by email, and then we got. He the got dog. us by
1: email, and because if I if I remember, and I think we said it before. We were like, this guy, because he was so cryptic. Mm-hmm. Chris was like <laughs> so cryptic, like, hey guys, um, I'd like to talk about what you're doing, and we're like, okay, because we we're thinking, because we were like completely promoting the site, taking shit off of it. Like, <laughs> I thought we were like he was gonna be like, you know, stop. I appreciate the advertising, but. <laughs> <laughs> Stop taking all my hard work that I do. Oh, not Lord. realizing, <laughs> not realizing that he just rides on the back of others too. So, <laughs> but go yeah, ahead. So, I,
2: mean, I know a lot of you guys have heard this story before, but we uh, we 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 wrapped to Chris. Uh, we spoke to him on. Um, we got Neo and I. I went over to Neo's house after Chris had, uh, hit us up by email, and after work one day because his house is right up the street from where I worked and uh, we got there and then we got in an uh audio conference with um with Chris I think uh we got his, we got Chris's phone number and we called him up and we talked about it and uh Chris was interested in uh making an appearance on the show but we thought he'd make a a great addition to the show so we uh we talked him into a crazy idea of becoming the third voice on the show and uh at, with episode 4 uh as Chris mentioned that's when he joined us and it was a long run with all of us together um Chris's last regular episode was 193 but man uh ten years putting up with us is crazy enough. <laughs> <laughs> but man, it was it, it's been a lot of fun doing the show the entire time and it's all it's awesome when Chris can come back to join us like in episodes like this. Um we've did a lot of things, man. I, I one of the biggest uh hurdles was figuring out how to combine a voice over Skype with our recording. <sighs> And I remember having to put Chris to the fucking ringer with uh, having to record and audition his voice. And then oh that shit shit up. That shit was not fun for him or me. So-
1: <laughs> the, whole, the whole thing of like, we'd be talking. All right, Chris, one, two, three. Are you recording? Yeah, I'm recording. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mark on this file. <laughs> I was sitting there shaking my head. I'm like, there's got to be a better way. Oh, if, you were,
0: if you ever wondered how the podcast sausage is made, or even if you didn't, oh. now you're finding out. Now you're finding out, man. It was it was a, definitely
2: a learning curve. and um, oh, tr-
1: Trial and error, too.
2: Eventually, uh, a company called Powergram would save my bacon when I uh, found that program, and it recorded voices in Skype. So uh, <laughs> Basically, with that, that was our bread and butter right there. I would be able to get uh, uh, all our voices onto one recording, and then be able to just uh, edit out all the extra stuff and then get it in there and uh, get the episodes posted. So uh, we watched the technology develop as we were doing oh this podcast God. and how yeah. uh, and just Skype, Skype, aka the tortured ex, we just can't let go. I know, right? <laughs> Although we're using uh we're using Discord tonight and it's behaving itself. And now that I say that, it's going to fuck up. But uh, <laughs> it's uh, we we definitely endured Skype for so many years. Uh, especially all the problems with that, but uh, overall, man. Uh, even despite the technical issues and losing segments and and all of that. Um, oh, episode episode. <laughs> episode thirteen. Lost the Iron Man. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Lost the, the, the tin man. Man, the tin, can. man, man in man the can. can. Yeah, not, don't ever not, say that word. do to invoke the fucking uh, curse again. But um, oh. yeah, we lost man in the can, and that was uh, that was something else. To, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, man. Uh, the the things that we did, man. Um, I'm I'm really proud. Of when we did our live shows. Because even though they were wrought with technical problems, the people that came out <laughs> to see us, I thought was magnificent. I met a lot of people I still know to this <laughs> day through the technical shows. Like like Ed the Crimson and Doc from the SSAA podcast. And uh, um, Arbiter Gundam. And um, just uh, all sorts of people, man. God bless you guys, man. Or, or,
1: of- the, or learning about the unnecessary and weird drama behind the scenes of anime conventions. Oh, my God. Oh, this <laughs> and, how, shit. and how if you just, <laughs> you, if you don't really understand the weird culture that's going on there, that everybody's just backstabbing and, and just trying to one-up each other, um, yeah, it, that was interesting.
2: <laughs> it's weird <laughs> because when you live your whole life and you kind of live under the radar and you have that one event where you're the star of the show – um, some people don't know how to fucking deal with that and understand how blessed <laughs> that is. And they power trip and they believe that the world, they're, they're a vacuum and everybody uh, has to fucking kowtow to them. You know, I, we met some cool people and then we met some not cool people. Sure. Man, and it could sour you on conventions overall, but... um, Which kind of did.
1: Because <laughs> we, we, we never tried to, to do that ever again. I mean, yeah. we did one of the biggest ones in Florida, which... Megacon I guess is one of the biggest ones in the country. Yeah,
2: I mean and, I think the
1: convention and, I mean it could have been great. We did it for what? Like 2 3 years in a row and then it just became strange. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like you need to it's like you need to jump like this. Okay, we jump like that. No, you need to do more and it was just it gets to a point where it's just like mm, It's okay. like
2: well you have other guests why they're not doing half the shit you're asking us to do i get it we're <laughs> podcasters we're not fucking we're z great celebrities i fucking understand i wouldn't even even venture to think celebrity in the most part we're just we're just known in some circles that's it but man we're coming to actually do a panel for your convention for your convention and we got to do all this other stuff just for an hour of of doing uh doing, doing on, a su- on oh, sunday
0: morning like, oh that's like awesome. <laughs> I was like, you I got to do a podcast on uh, Friday afternoon when literally no one's going to be there. Fuck exactly. off. Yeah, and I exactly. got to hold all this
2: equipment and shit. Oh, no, nah, son. I, I got I gots to go. That's why I, I never did. um I never we never did a live podcast at AFO because I didn't want to ruin the AFO experience for myself. Uh, Anime Festival <laughs> Orlando is uh is a convention that's held, of course, here in Orlando. Um, long running convention, I think they just celebrated the twentieth anniversary. But uh back in the back in its younger days, um the guy who ran it, it, was a real cool dude. Um, he was always asking me, How come you guys don't do a panel here? And it's like I thought about it and I tried to get something going, but we never got it off the ground. But ultimately I just didn't want to deal with the politics and having to just spread cheap to uh <laughs> <laughs> to To have a have a, a panel there, although I don't think we would have had to been we wouldn't have been exploited at all to do that because I know other people who had panels there and invited us like uh, Anime Addicts Anonymous and um uh, we are going there I don't think they had to jump through any hoops to get that done so it's one of the cooler conventions but there's some ones we went to that weren't although um, I enjoyed our time at uh, the convention that we uh, would attend to in Chris's neck of the woods what was it YasumiCon? Con I think
0: yeah yeah mm-hmm. rest rest in pieces.
2: Oh um, <laughs>
1: Well, that was that was, oh. that, was a, that was like a local college club convention, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Which was which was surprisingly fun because you're you and I, as as much as as small, like it, you know, it wasn't a it's not a super huge university, but and you know, it's the anime club. So, but it was it was they had a really good like strong lineup, and um, you know, when we did that show there, I did not know what to expect um and it actually ended up being really really enjoyable because um um you know it it, it was almost like just a bunch of people just talking and because because mm-hmm. it, it, at first we were like trying to do our stuff and then next thing you know we're just like you know what let's just chris like starts walking the crowd sitting on top of desk and talking to people <laughs> i mean i think i think there's pictures where it's just like it's like why this is this is actually how you would do a a conven- how you would do a convention panel? Because I'm sure, I'm sure, even at that time, if we were like at a comic con or something, we probably would have done the same thing. Because you just don't know, mm-hmm. and it was fun. So, yeah, rest in pieces. So it's no more, huh?
0: Nope, not for many years. It's all man. all about SuperCon now. SuperCon, mm. that's right. SuperCon, man. SuperCon, the superest of cons. <laughs> if you know what I mean.
2: Is there anybody who uh, used to run YasumiCon that is a part of the SuperCon panel, or was there like a nope. handoff or
0: transition? It was just nope. Wow. Just you know, things die as uh, all things do, and you know. Yeah. That's the long and the short of it, plus a lot of drama.
2: Yeah, you know what though? Now that I think about it, uh, there were people who were like really into like uh, organizing um, events, like anime conventions, because of the fandom was so grassroots back then. And I think about it now, and how how easily accessible anime is, you think that kind of like um, killed, I guess, the kind of grassroots anime convention, and and now it's just kind of an industry now when it comes to, to things, because uh,
0: I, I just think just in that. general, entertainment is... Uh, con- any kind of convention is very, like, professionalized and industrialized. I mean, just yeah. look at San Diego Comic-Con oh, yeah. and the monster it turned into and everybody else chasing that same formula. So I don't think it's special for anime cons. Or you look at uh, PAX, how to start it off as just a small little thing, my penny arcade, and it's turned into, like, a whole industry of its own yeah. of paxes all over the place that's true yeah, yeah
1: some
2: flourish I, and some die away uh-huh. man we used to have jcon over here and you had yasumi Khan down there both college-run um anime conventions but uh um they have they've all they've all faded away man for the most part neo you were saying something
1: well no i was just gonna say you yeah i mean it, it, it's funny because if you look about it at the time that we started this show it was a point where people were like, you know, oh, um, you know, anime wasn't it was kind of popular because it was, you know, still coming off the hangover of Adult Swim and Toonami and stuff. But it was like, oh, people would always say, oh, if we could just have it where it was more mainstream, it's more mainstream. And now it is more mainstream. And then, like you said, they, they, those those good feel, those feel good conventions, the grassroots conventions, they're all, uh, you know, a, a victim of that so it's like you kind of got one thing but then what kind of made it fun and exciting because i mean the conventions now are okay but i they are very industrialized i mean, I, mean I was very- just at
0: dragon con last month with just monstrosity of eighty-five thousand plus people yeah my wife yeah. Did too she
2: went and uh she went to a lot of the cosplay things at Dragon Con. I I I couldn't I could not hack that. The convention split between four different hotels and blinds. so much walking,
0: Holy so many
2: hills. Shit, dude. I need my con to be centralized in one fucking building. <laughs>
0: that's that's yeah. what I need. I need that shit. So yeah. many hills. AC, man. I can't. Yeah, I, I mean, it... mean i got my steps in, but Woo. damn. You damn sure. Did. I haven't
1: I haven't been to anime expo in 2 years and Woo. the last time I went it was like, okay, you're on saturday it's over a hundred thousand people show up for that day Mm -hmm. and every year it's since then it's been more and more people and i'm just like you know and and people have been to la convention center it's big i mean the the setup is but it's just it's you know it just gets you a point it's like you're standing around you're fighting through crowds it's just
0: it, it's tough
1: because it, it's almost it ceases like,
0: to be fun. It just becomes uh, a hassle. It's a job, yeah. It's, okay, almost, it's a job.
1: Yeah, you're, yeah. and it's like I want to try to try to do this, and then you try to go over there, but it's so crowded, and you're waiting, and this and that, and this thing's going on. Next thing you know, you're missing out on things because oh, it started or whatever. So, yeah, that I, I guess I guess from the beginning of the show to now, that's a big change. Conventions, <laughs> <laughs> yep. I do find
2: myself going to less. But um, I, I want to talk to you guys about um, kind of a transition that happened in our lifetime that I don't know if the younger generation will ever know. Um,
1: Uh-oh. We, Uh-oh. Grandpa. Yeah, we grandpa, have, time. grandpa
2: time. Guys, old man. Old, old, what's it? Uh, mansplaining time, guys. Brace yourself. Strap in. All right. Uh, I was thinking the other day. Uh, we came up in a kind of a, 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 I won't say magical, but unconventional period where <laughs> we had to watch anime on videotape. And there was like the
0: underground is this railroad. Gonna turn to these damn kids these days. No, no, not like.
2: I am happy for them, and this is why I'm happy for them. They it. could
1: get Gundam like, Unicorn now on Netflix. You know uh, what it would have been.
0: You <had to> watch tenth <laughs> generation VHS fan subs. Yeah. We yeah. Bought for twenty dollars from the oh local my God. comic it's shop. Oh But so
1: bro, you're not you're not doing this, are you? Well o-
2: overall, I want to know from you guys: Have ha- huh? has your taste in anime kind of whittled down? To like a very unique series of shows um, compared to what you were willing to watch back in the day when you got a tape thrown at you and you were just dying to watch something at the time. How how is your how is your oh, viewpoint yeah. on anime I mean... now compared to the the more the more risk taking version of you back in the the mid to late nineties when uh well, when, when when the anime uh underground tape scene was going strong.
1: Well, I'll get. I I, I guess I'll answer this. I mm-hmm. think. I think I'm still experimental, mm-hmm. but because there's so much of it available now, especially like on Netflix and YouTube, is just or ne- Netflix and Hulu, and then YouTube itself mm-hmm. and the methods, um, not, not and the method. many props,
2: but yeah. They, but the but methods. I'm
1: just saying, I'm just saying. I mean, I went on Netflix the other day and I looked down there and I'm like, holy crap! I mean, like Gundam, Gundam unicorns on there. I never thought I would see Gundam on a Netflix, but yeah, I'm i'm experimental but i don't think i give stuff as quick as i don't give it the benefit of the doubt that i used to yeah because when you would get the stuff back then because it was so limited if something started out and it was kind of shitty in some ways you were almost forced to kind of keep going because you're like (laughs) well i don't i don't really have anything else Mm -hmm. let me see how this goes now i watch something and i'll turn it on i'm like episode two one or two and i'm like i ain't feeling this i'm not watching this anymore. i'm out so i almost think it's become a little bit more transactional or kind of disposable on my end Mm -hmm. now is there stuff that i'm gonna specifically go to um more than before i've always been more drawn to mecca i've always been more drawn to like fighting you know anything that's like kung fu or super crazy you know um racing anything that's got a lot of things that have competition i do like um but i just think now it's almost become so kind of disposable now because it's so much there that i don't probably give things a chance that i probably should yeah you know
2: absolutely
1: because yeah. not everything's good something could be a great show and i don't know how many times we've done this on Gundam where we've reviewed something and we're like yeah the first like 10 episodes kind of blue but um, damn, that episode 11 and on it became the shit. Yeah. You know? So, it, or like Destiny, we're like, damn, this first 13 episodes were amazing, better than Seed, and then it's like, holy shit. Episodes 14 through 50 whatever, oh, garbage. <laughs> <laughs> so, but Oh my god. That that's that's my take on it, so Chris, I guess.
0: Um, I definitely am a bit more discriminated. so I've kind of just fallen off the anime bandwagon in general which is odd because it's like it's so much more accessible now and it's so much less trouble but um anime just doesn't appeal to me as much as it used to yeah and i don't know if it's because of my age or just the fact that i've been in it so long because you know i account for myself from the point of watching anime and knowing that it was anime
2: yeah
1: yeah yeah. You
0: know, not stuff that you watch as a kid, like Speed Racer or Voltron, and you have no idea it's from Japan, because, you know, it's just a cartoon to you. Yeah. So, at this point, I've been knowingly watching anime for 23 years. Man.
2: Yeah. I've, if I look back at it that way, I was knowingly watching, knowingly watching anime after I saw Robotech, because, uh, lo and behold, uh, I got my hands on a book called Robotech Heart 1, and I, a book I have to this day. Uh, And in that book, it actually broke down what anime was, what Robotech was sampled from, It even brought up examples of like Harlock and shows that hadn't come here at the time and they were at the back of that book. So it's like, oh, it's called anime and this is what it is. And Voltron's an anime. And it's like, oh, okay, that's why it looks that way. So, you know, I I had that armed with that knowledge. I started to look for it where I could. And I would notice when shows were on television that were animated in that style. So um, and then when I got into high school, that's when I was able to start trading with people and borrowing tapes and copying stuff and and going off of that. But um, I remember
1: when it was called Japanimation. Yes.
2: Yes, a matter of fact, Sci-Fi Channel. <laughs> Sci-Fi Network had, uh, had had one of the first marathons for anime movies I'd ever seen God. on television. It's and like, and and it jip, was all like, animation. like, hey kids, yeah. you want to yeah. watch
0: some chip animation? It's banned on TV. It's dirty. It's, it's, it's violence. violence. It's it taste. was creepy.
1: Yeah, it was creepy.
0: <laughs> like they were dealing.
1: Yeah. They were dealing. In, they were dealing in something. Yeah, it's Woo.
2: not your daddy's
1: cartoons. No, not at all.
2: But uh, it, I, I, it was I, a I'm, fun time though. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm probably probably from about 98, 99. Mm-hmm. I, that's when I really understood what it was. I knew it was from Japan, but I'd never understood. I don't think I understood what it really was. I just thought, okay, these are just like adult cartoons.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But then when I kind of under found out what that whole anime thing was that's when i'm like oh it's like a whole type of thing where just you know it's so entrenched and it's it's almost like its own genre. it's well it is its own genre and it you know people just it's very much accepted there because i mean this is this is a time i mean now cartoons like you know family guy and archer and stuff those those are big things in america but back then i mean maybe it was what the simpsons Maybe that was about it that was really kind of a mainstream like animated show that I mean even in the United States it, you know now it 's kind of anything that 's animated, people have no problem you know you yeah, weren 't looked it, upon being well, like an adult watching a cartoon
2: well, people are less inclined to have to, to watch destination television now they watch they watch on sure. demand. so anime has become so so it, um available and uh people it's now an acceptable part of society where back in the day we were all made fun of, of of liking it at the time and uh nowadays it's like people watch anime it's not a big deal but it used to surprise me when i used to meet people who i didn't think watched anime did watch anime like meeting you Neo. uh i, I well, thanks to thanks to the wonder i i, I already knew that oh, you, didn't you know think i watched man, it but if no, i if Andrew... I'd have met you on the street i would have never damn known <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> i would have never known it. so yeah. it was it was more uncommon back then but um uh, just like uh with uh, flame x over in the uh twitch chat i think he's one of the few people watching over on twitch um he says he's more selective with his anime nowadays i gotta say i am too much like chris had mentioned earlier um i don't watch as much as i used to not because uh i i think i'm holy art than now, it's just like what chris said our tastes do change and you're kind of looking for something different,
1: but anime... well, sometimes sometimes life gets in the way too. Yeah, but I mean, and I, I... and and and, it, and, it, and it's hard, mm-hmm. it's hard sometimes to um, be invested in things that are um, 50 episodes long. And I think because the... of the streaming mm-hmm. now, I think we put it off.
2: We take it for granted because we're we like, yeah, day we're day like, status, because we used
1: to watch it when it would come out each mm-hmm. week. We're like, oh man, we can't oh, watch yeah. it. Now we're just kind of like. I'll wait till it's done. I'll wait till it's done. <laughs> How many episodes is this? Oh, it's twenty-five. They're on episode ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a couple more weeks, and I'll just watch it all in succession. Yeah, because I think well, the, I think binge back watching. Back in those days,
0: things. you you watched them it because it's like, oh crap, better download that new episode before that show gets licensed. Yeah,
2: you're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> Yo, the race.
2: Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, man, it took me forever to start watching. Um. I'm I'm on um season 3 of My Hero Academia. Great freaking show, but I kind of swore off um shonen series because they all end up kind of like running themselves into the ground, at least a good deal of them. So it's like I just I don't want to sit and watch another shonen series that I know is just going to spin its wheels, but I've been surprised by that show. That show continues to keep me entertained and uh it moves at a breakneck speed, so I really appreciate that, but it took me forever to get into it off of everyone's recommendation. Um, you know, I'll watch some of the stuff that I'm a big fan of, like JoJo and uh, some other stuff. But uh, you know, I, I, again, I'm just real selective on what I watch. If I hear about <laughs> the fact
1: that we're rewatching the same Dragon Ball that we pretty much
2: oh, do, <laughs> it took me forever to get into Super. But uh, I'm just yeah. saying. I mean, in the end, we're just oh. kind of
1: rewatching what we watched before. I mean. Yeah. I know it's a little different, but- and you and
2: I have been going yeah. back in time with these reviews for Tomino's work. Oh, Jesus So, Christ, and to me, yeah. I've been having a blast going back to watch those old shows. I can't wait for us to do Zabungle. So, I've got a, I've got a hype. But the new stuff, I just, oh, I, thanks, I,
1: thanks for, thanks for blowing that.
2: We already, <laughs> what we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about uh, uh true, Deion, true. so they already know but um yeah um I, i've i been real thrilled with watching going back and watching the old stuff but i i guess it's part of just being uh the old crotchety uh Um, my, my shit is generation. It's not really, but whoa, no, I don't think it's better.
0: Don't put me in that same boat. (laughs) Don't put me (laughs) in that thing in
1: there because I
0: I can recognize that stuff. Yeah. Is not made to appeal to me? And that's okay. And I, I, I recognize
2: recognize that too, because a lot of the newer shows are made to appeal to the demographic. That they're trying to appeal right. to, like you know, the younger set and whatnot, and their taste may not be the same as yours. So you know, we see that all the time in mecha anime when we watch a brand new series. You know, that's why we, we rarely ever see a female lead because they're trying to um Uh-oh. try to pull in, uh, the 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 young the young Uh-oh. male viewer. Because he's you know, going down that one. one, one, one. Well, I'm just saying it's just, uh, it's, just, uh, it's, just, it's just a factor same of later. Later. It's just a factor of business. Yeah. But um, it's uh, but no, actually, parts.
1: actually, uh, I, I wouldn't think of that way because I think people got to cherish it because. Um, I, in some ways, I'm jealous. I mean, yeah, there was kind of a cool thing of sitting there, downloading crap, and mm-hmm. you're doing it on DSL, and you're like, "Oh my God, this is going to take fourteen <laughs> I don't think hours." It was that <laughs> cool. Yeah, but well, I mean, you, you didn't know what you were. But I mean, now I, I like it. I mean, it's cool that if there's a show that you really like, hell, I can watch it pretty much within an hour or so. Or sometimes they simulcast them with dubs from Japan. Mm-hmm. So, I mean i'm I'm not always with that whole thing of like you only appreciate it because it was harder you get to no <laughs> i am have kind of jealous at some points with that because God knows how many times you've wasted sitting there or wasted times with a show I won't name it dendal um where they you know they they one subgroup will get it, and then this particular episode everybody stops <laughs> you're like I've never gotten past episode eight. <laughs> Gear Fighter Dendo. <laughs> Damn you. Fans of group but, just disappears uh, off
2: the
0: map.
1: <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, man. but anything... Assuming
0: they were any good to begin with. Exactly. Um, you yes. never knew. Would, like, go over the top with, like, ridiculous karaoke effects mm-hmm. or... um the you know there's no possible way to translate this word from japanese so we're going to throw it all this raw japanese yeah. you filthy gaijin
1: or or the one where the ones where they had to like explain like every in joke or everything it's like you know they translator's
0: they... note <laughs> Eikaku means plan <laughs> I'm just like, I'm
1: like, okay, there's just too much on the screen here. I just kind of, I got an idea. I know some of this humor is not for me. That's okay. (laughs) You know? So.
2: Shout out to Robert Ballard. He says, Chris is my Nakama. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good times, man. Robert Ballard says...
1: Mm-hmm. The LimeWire days. Oh my god! Oh, oh the, the virus <laughs> days. Wire.
2: The yeah, virus was... days. Jeez, man.
1: <laughs> Awful.
2: Yo, shout out to Robert Bell. He says I love Gundam 00. Well, o. We should definitely bring attention to that. Was the first Gundam series that we dived into reviewing on Gundam, uh-huh. uh, and that was back in the day where we reviewed every single damn episode
0: of, of <laughs> every show.
2: That was mecha related. Well, not every show, but a good deal of them that were mecha related. We do uh, these long. If you go back and listen to our show and you listen to our reviews, some people love our breakdown of every episode because they're watching the show at the time. And it's like, yo, I love your commentary on each episode, man. I wish you guys would go back to doing the breakdown of every episode. It's like, dude, you realize how exhausting it is. It's like, that is done. That is wrapped up. We did that. There was a time we did that for Gius, Macross, and Gundam, double O, double o at We had, the we same had three,
1: time. we had, and there was a like a twelve month period that, um, there'd be at least, um, there'd be, one show going on continuously, and then overlaps from the other show starting. Remember, I mean, we used to
0: do three topics per episode, and we used to start woo! recording Sundays at five p.m. Eastern.
1: <laughs> oh my god!
2: <laughs> it would be so long. I think that the recording session was like four hours. It was it was yeah. it, it was long, and uh, it would it would only amount to maybe a, a two and a half hour episode. But it was pretty amazing that we could bust out a two hour two and a half hour episode on a regular basis for a show that was bi weekly. Because
1: somef- sometimes we were worried about um, having enough for um, for content. Mm-hmm. We're like, is this going to be enough? And like that's like you said that Chris, three up ep- we had three topics because. We thought that, like, that would give us enough. Because, like, oh, we do not want to talk about this for maybe 15, 20 minutes. And then we talk about it for an hour. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, like right now? Yeah, yeah like right now. Like I right mean,
1: now. so, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of trial and error. But it is funny, though, because, um, you know, I think that's probably what made it good and what made it enjoyable is, like, we never got nobody really got set in ways about anything. I mean, there's very few things that I think the news are like is like the only thing that is pretty much from episode one. <laughs> Like everything else, and the news even changed because mm-hmm. there was a point where I did the research. Now I encourage others to do the research. No,
0: Mister Mallard, the individual episode reviews were not sweet. <laughs> no, you are wrong. You know
2: what though? You For those- are factually people- wrong. wrong. For anybody, and I-, I wonder if anybody's in the chat right now. Who actually was actually was listening to our reviews after watching every single episode? They'd be going through a series and like, yo, come on, and, and then they'll they'll what they'll do is they'll watch an episode, then listen to our part of that review, then stop our review, watch the next episode, and listen to the next episode review of that. Was anybody doing that, or uh, or did you did you wait to watch the block of episodes and then listen to the whole review? I'm just curious because. Uh, I, I don't know if people can use it kind of as a, a, a commentary, a post episode commentary per episode of of double of <laughs> O or whatever. But uh you'll never get that again on this show, I'll tell you that. But <laughs> But at least I I hope that if you guys are well, using tough. it that
0: way, um Oh it, guys, we got some comments hearkening back oh, yeah. to our fantabulous episode one hundred.
2: Oh yeah. Gundam. That was a
1: great know, review yeah. that we did.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a good review that we did. What what was, was it again? that we talked about? I don't, I don't remember. I'm, yeah, it was a little... But it was good. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> that, show about, that show about angels and,
2: and, and, and crime the pilots. Show, the show we said we'd never do. <laughs> oh, you mean Angel Links? Yeah, Angel oh, Links. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Angel Links. Yeah, yeah. Angel Links. <laughs> Yo, Shout us shout to Chris Mallard. He says, I did. I
0: watched them in chunks and then did the review. Wow. That's crazy, man. man. Oh, man, and, it well, that's him. a fascinating bit of history, but I think we've done enough navel-gazing yeah. and should just get to the actual topic at hand. Yeah, no doubt.
2: <laughs> well, uh, if anything, uh, when it comes down to it, um, well, it, when it comes down to the things that we discussed in the show, um, is there anything that your opinion has changed on um, since we kind of covered it? Because we've had a lot of loose discussions uh, on the on on Gundam about uh you know all sorts of different uh topics that would come up. Uh Chris, you you had had an example when we had talked off off air about it. What was that uh example that you had uh of, of one of the topics we discussed over the years on Gundam that uh we may got kind of have a different opinion on or or a different
0: uh viewpoint on at this point. I have no clue what you're talking about. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you you have to prop me here because oh, I have, I sorry. honestly have no idea what you're talking about. My bad. Uh
2: Well, um we'll we'll go we'll go to the topic at hand then, uh which is basically just
1: Oh, uh, aliens and Gundam.
2: Aliens and Gundam,
0: yeah. Uh like like we, Okay, well that yeah. was that was that was uh my first example. So mm-hmm. that's something that I had thought um you know, sorry, like it 2007 mm-hmm. and before that it'd be fun to try and it would be a change from the standard Earth versus the space colonies that we have seen so many times before mm-hmm. and so many times since then. But aliens in Gundam used to be this thing that was anathema. You did not talk yeah. about aliens in Gundam. You didn't. People were like, this is what Macross is for! <laughs> exactly. You want aliens and robots? Go watch Macross! Right. So you you did not talk about aliens in Gundam. It just did not happen because Gundam was too real for that and that's too weird. Mm-hmm. Never mind, you know, psychic teenagers running around in giant robots with laser swords. Right. But aliens in Gundam were just no. Yeah. And then 00 came and did it with the movie with mm-hmm. the awakening of the Trailblazer it didn't take and long you know, it definitely falls within the timeline of things that I hoped had happened since 2007 and actually did. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, they did it well. I mean, you can go back to our reviews about it or my review on it. And one of the things that always stuck out for me is they didn't go like the Star Trek style of just some generic humanoids. They yeah. went with an utterly incomprehensible... In- incomprehensible completely different form of life that you just could not understand in any regular human fashion yeah it was
2: it was right. truly alien the way it looked the way it communicated and to have to bridge that that will have to bridge that uh communication gap is a big thing I'm, I'm reminded of uh of movies like um of arrival and uh uh well, close encounters had kind of humanoid aliens, but uh, well, just the struggle that um that they had to go through in Double O uh the Awakening of the Trailblazer I, is a very interesting I think, mm-hmm.
1: I think another thing that Double O did outside of that is it's and Gundam's always been there's always this loose connection to our No, yeah, we
0: don't talk about space whales. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um there's always been uh you know, there's always been a um a loose connection to the Gundam series, Universal Century, whatever it might be, um, whatever timeline it's in. But our time that we live in is so far away, you know. It, it's it. it and in some ways, it's really kind of they don't really relate it. But they, you know, it's like okay, sometime in the future. But that was also the thing that seemed that was very interesting about Gundam Double is that. It was what two hundred years ahead of our time. Three hundred. Three hundred, and it seemed like the same things were going on. Like you take out the um, Gundams and stuff like that, and it, and some of the things that they were going in politically, and just just the overall stories and stuff like that. It was it was almost like it was taken out of our news today. In some of these things, you yeah. know, just the strife and and it. And you know that to me is where you know yes Gundam's always been a, a real robot because it's using the robot as like a military vehicle and things like that, but it you know the previous Gundam shows up until then they didn't always have that link. It always seemed still kind of far away, st- sometime in the future, and that that was something that I didn't think that I was going to get in um, uh, you know when they started the show was something that felt really kind of real world. You know, it's always said, oh, it's real world, but it really did feel like it because all the things, I mean, Setsna was, what, a child fighter from an extremist faction. I mean, these are, like, things that we could read today in our papers and, and on the news and things like that. Yeah. So that that was something that was cool. But I do agree with Especially you on Especially the, the
0: important news about the coming of King Arthur.
1: Oh, boy. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> that was the most important.
0: Still
2: the greatest character to ever grace. The franchise, Saji Cross, and I guess yes, and I and I'll,
1: and I'll just <laughs> I'll just take out the monkey in the room, so Soul Bro doesn't have to worry about it. No doubt. The thing that, that that the thought would happen that never did was really the true up female pilot, <laughs> 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 following the, the the female character, because for whatever reason it's just still Me Too hasn't hit um, sunrise no, not when it no, comes it to gundam not. So uh, <laughs> no Captain <laughs> yes. Marvel. No, you know, no, um, you know. uh, No, guys, in
0: in Japan, it's hashtag with you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) With you, yeah.
0: Get your hashtag straight. Get your hashtag straight.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I thought that, but um, um, I didn't think too we would see sequels to um alternate series because they, you know, they it always seemed like they were going to do that when it came to, um, universal century, but right. you know, we saw with destiny, we were getting sequels. And then of course, the biggest thing that we always saw, because they did during this time, they did break some of the rules. Cause it always seemed like these unwritten rules was of course, with unicorn taking a novel and making it into an anime. And then we got of course, origin after that. So, I mean, those are things that did happen that I didn't think would happen. Cause it just, they always seem so focused.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there
1: always seemed like there was like these. these it was like baseball. Gundam was like baseball. There's just a, these unwritten rules that people follow for many years. Well, and well it's, you know,
0: also, I didn't think it would happen. But back mm-hmm. in my head, I thought, man, the way they're doing unicorns kind of yes. different because they have Yaz doing the character designs mm-hmm. and they have Katoki doing these like. Yeah really elaborate mecha design since it was an anime so i thought to myself i don't think it's gonna happen but if anything ever were to happen right this series seems like the most likely candidate yeah
2: it seemed like it was being groomed for something bigger and lo and behold we finally got that ova series that took a while for it to complete but uh it was surprising to see uh, a series like unicorn get greenlit for animated uh, for for an animated version, and to get to watch that, and as Neo brought up, uh, Gun of the Origin later on... Has been a mixed manga. bag
0: mm-hmm. since then, because, yeah, we did get Origin, but then we also got Thunderbolt, which is Woo-hoo! very heavily abbreviated and also very edgelordy, and then we got Twilight Axis, which, the less said, the better. Yeah. So, you know, remain, remains to be seen what happens next which uh, a lot of people myself included are betting might be moon gundam oh yeah, yeah true true hey, that, that, yeah. that has
2: been a rumor going back to aliens though um how'd you guys feel uh when we started to watch age and we were excited that there was an alien mysterious oh the unknown uh, enemy the unknown mm-hmm. enemy that was attacking uh the colonists And we thought they were aliens from another world. And, uh, and, and... It ended up
1: being Nadesco? Yeah.
0: (laughs) But worse. But worse, yeah. Not (laughs) entertaining. Far worse. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, you know, that, that's, that actually, uh, kind of relates to one of my other ideas of something I hoped that would happen, but had not. Mm -hmm. Um, I had hoped also that in addition to, uh, Aliens in Gundam that we would see an interstellar Gundam series yeah. you know, moving out of the Earth system, have like some kind of colonization fleek, a little a little bit more on the Macross side and not even necessarily encountering aliens, but just the problems of humans trying to colonize another world, just anything that would get away from yeah. that same old Earth space colonies conflict. Absolutely. And uh even though age didn't go that route, um and with you the know, furthest out, the fact yeah. that it had Mars as a player in the story, and then Orphans came along a few years mm-hmm. later and continued that same idea. It's Absolutely. like we're we're kind of inching in that direction. We are, and and with the rumors
2: of this uh, new Double O project that's going on right now, you guys think that we might actually get an interstellar Gundam series or something that may venture out past the Earth sphere. I think I
1: think I think if there's ever going to be one, that'd probably be the easiest way to introduce it because you introduced the L's in the movie. So it almost seems like a natural progression, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, and I think in general though, too, just the fact that Mars is like a topic in our, you know, in our world now too, you know, oh, yeah. there's talk of, you know, shooting rockets up there and things like that. But, um, you know, maybe, maybe that'll help expedite that. I mean, cause it would be cool because it, what I mean in in a lot of the in a lot of the stories, in a lot of the the mangas and some of the novels and um in the Universal Century out outside of um you know, like past um unicorn and stuff like that. They're they talk about being out in Jupiter and stuff like that. I mean I've always thought that would be the the thing that they would do on the Interstellar thing, especially on the Universal, it's like, you know, you're with the Jupiter fleet, you know. Uh the you know, this is where they get the energy for everything. So um it's probably coming. It's probably sooner than we think, I would think. Yeah.
0: Probably within the next 10 years. Oh, oh yo, yeah. 10? Oh, good shit.
1: <laughs> I, I, I actually think it might be I think, sooner. I think it might
2: be sooner, actually, because uh the, the story of the uh, conflict in the Earth sphere uh, is eventually going to run dry, and they're going to have to try something new, maybe in the OVA series. Yeah, but they made they
1: made, they made a lot out of it for, like, Dude, for 40 30 years. years.
2: Yeah, I mean, granted, <laughs> they could probably milk it so, for another 10 or more, but... They eventually have to try uh, something new with the EU. Accidental
1: accidental Teenage Pilot's been going strong for (laughs) many years. Kind of spurned a whole industry in some ways. I guess
2: if it ain't broke. (laughs) But yeah, um, other than that, man, uh, I mean, uh, being that we're looking at things that uh, we thought we'd never see in Gundam. I mean, overall, uh, out of the Gundam series that we've watched over the last decade... Um, which is the one to you that, uh, feels like it was the most daring or the most, uh, that took the most chances. Um, was it, uh, was it G-Reco, fellas? Was it (laughs) G-Reco? Oh,
0: yes, because we needed to learn about the pain of the Kuntala. Oh my
2: God. I mean, we should touch upon that for a second, only because we've had time to kind of let that show
0: settle. I I never expect, oh, I, I got it for you. Yeah. One. I never expected that Tamina would come back and direct a Gundam series. Yeah, yes. To I never thought that it would be so bad. Oh, yeah.
2: man, it was awful. <laughs>
0: but there's a contingency of people
2: who think it's actually a great show. Well, and, yeah, because uh, they're
0: hipsters who think like,
2: well, I had no
0: problem understanding it, so oh, and, 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 maybe it's and just... And
1: you know the sad thing about it was mm-hmm. there's actually some things within that story... Like, that whole when they were talking about, like, the war and, you know, the Kuntala and how people had to survive. that When they were talking about that, I was like, why didn't we get that show? Yeah. Because I kind of wanted to see that because it seemed a lot more interesting when they're just sitting there saying, you know, all, all these battles that happened in the Universal Century, it just destroyed everything and it just became this dark, dark time. Yeah. Um, so there was, like, a nugget in there, but then... It's crazy, but then again we never would have gotten, you know, Gundam Toilet. You yeah, know the no you know, the um, what was it? Uh Clem <laughs> Nick and uh, you know, hold on for a second, you gotta drop one.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> that, that show broke the and, Cardinal. and the super genius meme of I'm a genius. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That show broke the corner Or uh, the world is not square.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, How can a, we forget you know, the world what great, is not square? What a great line. No, um, uh, that show broke the cardinal rule of show not t- uh, show, don't tell, because there was a lot of telling in that show. Man, it's just like wow, everything in- interesting is happening off screen, and we're never yeah. gonna see it ever. And um, it's like, well, what are we, what are we doing here? What I feel like, I mean, granted, we we had faith that the show would kind of pivot in the second half, but it didn't, and we got that sinking feeling as we're getting closer to the end. It's like, wow, this is. This show is an abject failure. It really is. I mean, I think we were kind to it when we reviewed it, but now, like, if we think about it or talk about it now, it's like, yeah, man. Well, like,
1: you know why? We, because we, you automatically give Tamino you know, the benefit of the doubt. You do. Because you're like, he's the fucking father. Even though father. we should know better. He's the, he, yeah, after Wings <laughs> like, of Rean. and stuff.
0: first half of oh. a day on, see yeah. Wings of Rean.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and and that's the thing, is you, you get clouded on that, because yeah. you're going to give it, you're like, okay, this is, without him, there wouldn't even be at this point, <laughs> you <know? laughs> and you want it to be good because you're like, damn. Because also, too, you know, we got a little dupe thinking, oh, somehow it's going to connect to turn A and 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 all the and we're like, oh, we're looking at the character designs and things. You're like, oh, you know, but yeah, I mean, it had yeah. good
0: character designs, it had good mecha designs, mm-hmm. uh, decent soundtrack, but it's like, it's like we just got snookered by all of the things that we expected because of its pedigree and we didn't see the the cracks from the beginning
1: cuz so. it, it it was really it was really sunrise just using it as a revenue stream i think like you know you can tell when there's like passion projects and then there's ones where they're just throwing shit up there just because they know they're going to have a captive audience to a certain point and they they had it you know they knew i, th- I
0: think i i got the impression that you know he delivered a product that they necessarily didn't want either, as he had yeah. also done with Turn A, yeah. because, you know, they had try on at the same time simultaneously, which was also a first for Gundam. So I think they put their their promotional efforts there, and uh, G-Reco kind of got tossed to the side. Let me put it to you this way, just as an example of how, like, weird and out there this show is. Mm-hmm. They have never even released full data for all of the mobile suits. Oh, oh wow. wow. Um, really? I heard rumors that they only employed someone to come up with all this data for the suits that actually got kits. Mm-hmm. But if you go to MHQ and you look at pretty much any Gundam section for any TV show, you'll see model like. numbers, you'll see specs, you'll see all that fun stuff. You go to the G-Reco section, uh, more than half the suits don't even have that. And it's not because I haven't put it up there. It's because it doesn't exist. Mm. So that just goes to show, I think, what little effort Sunrise put in, because they probably had some of the similar expectations yeah. that we did, and then he delivered crap. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, we better shovel this out and try to make some money off of it.
1: Yeah, because they, you know, they probably felt it was like we got to do this. You know, he probably he he, you know, for all we know, he was the one asking them to do a show. You know, maybe so. Yeah. But to your thing of like the one that what, what was it originally? What was the most uh, surprising? Is that what you said, Solbro, or most enduring?
0: Yeah, just show that a, we
1: saw.
2: Yeah, well, what was the show? I think that, the that one that took I, the most I, chances to you that 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 that, that yeah. took the most risks. Uh, or are just basically just left the the, the As a Gundam show the strongest impression on you Gundam Gundam It didn't.
1: Yeah. It took some risk, but I I think the one that of the ones that we did during the show mm-hmm. that made the most impression was just Double O. Yeah, and I think it's Double O, like I stated earlier, because take away the Gundams and the mobile suits, a lot of what was going on. Seem like stuff that comes out of our the front page of our newspapers or yeah, made, on, on the, TV it, it or it something this, like that.
2: It made it unsettling in some areas. I mean, they, they, have, they had they space that, Obama.
1: Yeah, I mean, they had space <laughs> Obama at the end of it. So it's like they had hope and change. So, um, but I i think that bec- you know not only because it was in the same calendar. I mean, it was the eighty calendar calendar and everything. Um, it took it, and it took chances in. In a way that i i mean it's an interesting concept the concept of the gundam being the weapon of war that stops all war i think that 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 was an interesting thing the 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 chance of using celestial being as kind of like we're going to stop all war because we Hadn't always seen that. It's always one side developed this, and then the other side developed the Gundam as, as you know, as the countermeasure to the mobile suits. Or in Wing, they they were created as uh, terrorist weapons, you know. But this yeah. one, where they're like, we're just gonna, you know, fuck up everybody who starts war. Um, and they had no sign. That was kind of interesting to me, where they they kind of knew they were going to be uh, against the world, and they had no problem with it.
2: Yeah, and and uh, and uh, to um, to frame. The people who are seen as terrorists as the as the heroes of the series is also kind of a big big gamble as well.
1: Well, they did. Well, they. But no, not really, because they did that in wing. So they did, but, the, that, I mean, that, but really...
2: terrorism did not have the ring that it had by the time the double O came. Out. It, it's it's true, like, it yeah, It's Like
0: most of the stuff in Wing, like that they did, had very little impact. It really did. On, yeah, the the broader world, like you know the 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 worst thing that happened was when Hero discovered that he was snookered into killing the peaceful leader. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, none of their stuff really had any Im- much impact on, you know, the average civilians. They were just completely in the background. And it that's was I mean. and
1: it was one of the times where you had it where um the Gundams were so overpowered but it kind of made sense, you know, and it, they were so so special. And I think that's why probably the like you said the impact was was felt much greater because they would go in and, you know, two of those Gundams would wipe out both sides pretty much, <laughs> so um you know, and then of course you have a person that wanted to be a Gundam, Setsna just wanted to be his Gundam, Gundam in, sexual, a, yeah. a very creepy way <laughs> I mean never never had seen a, a main character look at the Gundam in such a way <laughs> almost like he addressed it
0: <laughs> like it was his wife so My goodness. But uh well, Chris I, I got you. I got a non Gundam one. Yeah. If for you sure. Yeah, please mix it up. Yeah. So you guys remember how uh, like in the late aughts to um, early teens we had kind of this Votomes renaissance of like all of these mm. Votomes things with Chirico and then some little one shots with some randos mm. and, and blah blah blah. Yeah. And it's like, oh man, Votomes is coming back in a big way. And I remember saying back at the time, both in my reviews on MHQ and on the podcast, that man, the Votomes universe is so rich and oh, yeah. it has so much potential to do stuff outside of Chirico. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. There could there could be more. Like there could be a new TV show set somewhere in the timeline, something, and now we got all these OVAs popping up and everything. And I had been expecting that we would see something in that vein, but after that kind of flurry about a four or five years of all these OVAs, it just all died down, and we haven't had any new Votoms in a long time, so yeah am sorry didn't happen. That is a shame, yeah. man. I, I'm glad
2: to see that the Blu-rays is going to come out here soon. About yeah, now. we're getting
0: the Blu-rays finally for, yeah. for Votum, so that's good, but uh, I, don't know if it's I, I would also like new content. Yeah,
2: me too. Uh, I would love to see that universe get expanded, because we got a little taste of that with the uh, Armor Hunter uh, Melolink, where it's just kind of its own, uh, it took place around the same era, but um, it was divorced from Chirico, you know, he, he was on the periphery, but you never you never came in contact with him, so that was kind of a, a, a an example of a series in the Voltomes world that didn't involve Chirico, that um, would show the potential of something like that. I'm kind of surprised that they haven't tried to dive back in, well, at least with an OVA series, to see uh, if there was any fandom out there that would support something like that. But it's a shame. Uh, hopefully, we'll we'll get something in, in, our, in our lifetimes at this point. <laughs> but um, I mean, for me, um, if if I stuck with uh, Gundam-related, uh, to me, it's a tie between um, uh, G Gundam and Iron-Blooded Orphans, I would say. Uh, G Gundam, you know, it gets the credit of being the first uh, AU series. And for me, um, it really pushed the envelope of what a Gundam series could be outside of the normal convention. So as uh, crazy as the premise was, um, and how much I was hard on that series when I first started watching it, uh, Neo told me to stick with it. And then uh, when I got halfway, when I got to the, the 15th, 16th episode, and they got to that island, it's like, I now get it. I absolutely now get the how dope this show is, and um, I would recommend it to anybody, especially anybody who's diehard UC or anything like that. It's like give G Gundam a chance; it's fantastic. Uh, Iron Blooded Orphans um, is a very grim series um, when you focus on child soldiers like that, which has been the topic, uh, uh, in, you know, in in, in Africa and, and other impoverished countries. Um, it's it's a very interesting topic to take and um, focus a Gundam series on, and it had me. Um, had me gripped from the beginning, and then watching how that series unfolded, even though it didn't end as well as I wanted it to, um, I... Bile, 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 bile! (laughs) I thought the world I got bile! Or (laughs) Silvergeist!
1: Pretty much. I, I
2: love the fact that we were on Mars at the very beginning, that there was this rich backstory that even though we got told about it, there was enough being shown in the show, where the ripple effects from that era we um, were impacting the characters now. and But we
1: never got anything about the Calamity War. Yeah, we never did. I it, mean, which, I would, anything, which they could do anything. Anything that I will ever say about that mm-hmm. show is just that we never got anything because it's like, it's so horrible, but I wish we would have just gotten something because that one episode where that one Mecha gets activated mm-hmm. and, and it shows the, you know, it, um, it unleashes the full potential of the Barbados and all that. It there was just if we just got a little nugget, it would have made it a little bit more enjoyable because it's like everybody's shitting their pants, but they don't really know why they're shitting their pants, it, and we're supposed to, it, you know, so it would have been cool, even if they would have done like the stupid thing that Tamino did with you know showing all the <laughs> cutscenes from previous Gundams where yeah. you know the dark history, it would have been interesting just to, to see that. I was hoping for a dark history moment, mm-hmm. um, but I guess no, you, know, you know
0: what that show needed more of what. Bio, bio. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, I will
1: tell you one thing that I thought was going to be going when we started the show, mm-hmm. and I thought at this point, if you would have asked me, you know, ten or five, ten years from now, how big would it be? Um, I thought it. I thought Code Geass was going to be. It's it's big, but I I almost thought it was going to start rivaling uh, *Gunnem* as being kind of a franchise because there was so much excitement of it. And it did, it did you know, the, the first season was, you know, it was, it just seemed so different. It had a different take on things. And there was, you know, there was a while there that it did seem it was popping up all over. But I think with uh, Akito the Exile and how shit that was, it probably kind of killed it. I know there's more stuff that's going to be coming out. But mm-hmm. um, if you would have asked me back then after season one, even after season two, which basically was just kind of, man kind of kind of jumped the shark in a lot of ways i thought it. i just thought with the fever you know of yeah just the temperature with that. that with the temperature of fans and just where you would see it everywhere and i'm just like wow this might be because i thought in some ways it was possibly the heir apparent to the gundam as as gundam being the main mecha franchise for sunrise mm-hmm. um the, and and maybe that's another thing is i thought maybe there would have been one that kind of would have supplanted Gundam.
2: Yeah, I mean, if they, have, if they have the courage to take Lelouch out of the equation, I still think you can do a lot with that world. You can have another generation, like have a series of takes Well, first, I, I know that. Afterwards. I get that. But, and, but I'm
1: just saying, I mean, mm-hmm. thinking about it now, and think about it then and think about it now, I, I'm just saying in general, I mean, I'm not saying what they can do. I'm yeah. just saying I'm very surprised.
0: That cookies wasn't a bigger thing than it was.
1: That it wasn't as enduring. I guess maybe that's really the way that I should because <laughs> I I actually thought at one point that it was going to be I was like thinking this could be the replacement for Gundam because if you think about that two thousand six two thousand seven eight time you know Gundam was doing stuff but it just it wasn't doing a whole heck of a lot yeah and Gius just came out of nowhere and people were just oh Gius 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 and in the end it was just kind of one of those. Um, You know, it ran its course, it was really exciting, but it just, it didn't have that overall, like, transcendent franchise uh, appeal to it, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, because I, I mean, I guess with Gundam, you can always just change the timeline. (laughs) 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 to retell the same <laughs> um But yeah. that—that's a big
2: one for me. I'm kind of surprised. Yeah, I thought it would have a—I I thought it would have a big. It's really. Think, think,
1: I know. I know it's hard to, but think back at that time. Yeah. And mean it was everywhere. Yeah. And even and even we were just like we were, were just starting out, know, uh, and you were you well, were
2: fresh off the show, off the first season anyway.
1: Um, well, I mean we we're watching. The show.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We're watching it and we're going crazy because I, I, you know. We caught up with it, and every you know, and everybody's we're just like oh, going crazy about it. And then of course, the second season comes out; it still had the the appeal, but um, but I thought it would just be around longer. So,
2: man, yeah, I, I know, I know, for Armour it's always there. Ah, but <laughs> man, Akita the Exiled, Oof. what a what a what a what a what a endure the thing. That was. But um, I, if I had to go with non-Gundam series that had an impact on me. Uh, the one that still haunts me to this day is Flag. Uh, Flag, to me, has one of the most, uh, I would say, heartbreaking last episodes I've ever seen. It messed me up after watching that. Um, and then when you find out what the, the credit sequence means... At the end of the actual series, because you see the credit sequence throughout the, um, at the end of every episode, but then that last moment where the camera turns uh, on the camera that you're looking at, and then you see the, kind of the remains of it, that fucked me up. I, you know, because you already at that point, you, you get the revelation at the end of the series. I won't spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it, but, um, there's something that happens in the very final episode that is, uh, pretty, pretty dramatic. And, um, I honestly believe uh, it's to me one of those uh, one of those short series that will always stick with me. I, I it had a great impact uh, from watching that, and um, if anything, it's one of my, one of the things I enjoyed reviewing on the show throughout our history. Uh, I want to see more shows like that, to be honest with you. But I know they come a dime they don't come a dime a dozen. They're they're very rare for a series like that to come across.
1: I I, I have another thing that I thought um um I thought and this was kind of probably through halfway through the show when we started getting reboots of things and and stuff like that mm-hmm. um i i know that there's still kind of there's a you know there's this reboots of the super robot and all that but I, in some ways i thought maybe super robots would make more of a comeback than they did i know there's Mag masen kaiser and there's been stuff like gurn lagan and i mean even with gurn lagan after that i know there was some stuff after there but it, once again, I didn't think it was. I thought there'd be a little bit more enduring kind of revival yeah. of uh, of Super Robots. I mean, they're always there, and there's always good shows. But I just remember the excitement of Gurren Lagann, and you know, and and things like that. And I thought maybe there'd be a little bit more. Um, I thought there was more of a resurgence of Super Robot, but it was kind of like everybody did Gurren Lagon, There was a few after that, and then. Eh. You know, and, and then like the diehards are about Kaiser and, and Mazinger and stuff like that with with those reboots and even some of the reboots of some of the older shows like, well, you know, uh, Yamato and stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah. Go going, um, Nagai going as a creator had a bit of a renaissance over the last couple of years. Uh, and a lot of his properties got picked up for certain things. Even Devilman, uh, Devilman uh, Crybaby was uh, on Netflix recently. Um, but yeah, Super Robot, it, it, it came. I mean, still, I still think we're going to always see entries into that genre, but there was a burst of it. Uh, but I, and the- I didn't, I don't,
1: I almost don't think, I, and I don't know if it's just a, maybe it's just a product of its time, but, and mm-hmm. maybe because it was just the only thing going. But, you know, it, it seems like that golden age of it was the 70s, where there was just, so many different uh super robot but the robot genre the giant robot genre it was just the super robot until it got all changed with gundam and, and macross and stuff mm-hmm. so but i i felt like i don't know i just felt like there was going to be kind of a resurgence of it and um like kind of an enduring one but i it it didn't go more than a, a little bit so
2: yeah, and things things have ebb and flow over time. I sure. I, I don't I don't think the uh, super robot uh, genre is is done by any any. I'm not any saying line. it's oh, done. No, 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 I, I'm not. I, saying I mean, that. I'm not ha- saying, it, saying that. I but, know, but um, don't.
1: But but I'm but, saying- but I'm, but my point is, yeah. I'm just saying what I didn't see was I thought I thought it would be bigger. Yeah, I thought it would be a little bit more with the popularity um, of Gurren Lagann. Yeah, that would, right, that would definitely and just shepherd. other thing. Yeah. yeah, so, Chris, anything?
0: Um, on that note of Gurren Lagan, I did not expect to see Gynax fall apart into Irrelevance oh. and being Ooh. literally based out of an apartment and now most recently being bought up by somebody else what? and changing their name to Gyna, and promising to do Gunbuster 3 and Blue Uru, the sequel to Honi Amis. <laughs> what? It's out of an apartment now? No, it was for oh, a while. Okay. Uh, they did basically they set up a separate company in Fukushima. It kinda sounded like they were doing the same kind of corporate shell game as A D V did of oh. here's another company and we're transferring the assets and we're keeping mm. the name and then we're doing this and then they got bought out by another company and now they're Gaina. Man.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And and they're promising for reals Gunbuster Three and Blue Uru. What about the
2: Evangelion movie? They announced that recently as well, the next... Well, uh... remember, the
0: Evangelion movies, those are all Studio Kara, because yeah. uh, Anno left and he took the rights to Ava with him oh. to Kara, mm-hmm. so Gainax slash Gaina has nothing to do with Evangelion. Wow. Yeah. That is, yeah, you what know, you're that? right. Because Gainax is
1: kind of... Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. It's, you you know, would have thought they, at that one point, it would have it been...
0: They they went through some pretty yeah. major talent drains because you had Ano and people leaving to set up Studio Kara, then you had after Gurren Lagan a lot of that team leaving and setting up Trigger, mm-hmm. yeah. and doing Kill a Kill and other stuff, and it just seemed like Gynax was this sad shadow of its former self, which technically it still is. Yeah. You know they'll have to staff up with a lot of new people, and you know. Whatever they produce now, it's not going to be the same because it was, you know, the height of their creativity was a moment in time with people in a particular place yeah. at that particular time, and all that has passed.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh,
2: man. <laughs> how the mighty have fallen, man. That's that's unfortunate, man. I, yeah, I hate to see that happen to uh, a studio that was uh, once known for making a lot of... I, uh, a- no, oh, just go ahead. Just, no, I was just saying, like Secret Order, I, I love. But go ahead. I will say
1: this: something I didn't think I would have seen eleven years ago—a mm-hmm. U.S. release of Gundam X on on Blu-ray. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Or well, that still hasn't
0: happened. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so oh, you to... haven't
0: seen that, but we are. Oh getting...
1: no, DVD. I'm sorry, yeah. but it just just getting that stuff released. Yeah. Um, yeah. I never yeah. thought I would see that. Yeah, that's right. Because Gundam Max is just the DVD. Sorry, yeah, we're getting a lot uh, of releases that are coming out. Yeah.
2: On, on Blu-ray and DVD, uh, a day on in a few months. Um, quite shocking, yeah, especially after we got just
0: Dunbine, Dunbine recently. Yes, mm-hmm. um, Votomes as mentioned. Mm-hmm. You know, I never thought 11 years ago that we'd see all of this Gundam on Blu-ray, mm-hmm. or that somebody would put it out regularly. Because even by 2007, um, yeah, Bandai Entertainment was. Starting to put out double O, but their Gundam product had really slowed down. So Mm -hmm. nobody was really buying at this point. That old adage of theirs about releasing all the Gundam shows in America of oh, it's not a matter of if, but when. But when? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. But yeah.
1: So I don't know. Anything else?
2: Well, I know I have some of these uh, tweets that people are sending. We got us. some tweets.
1: Yeah, we do. Chris, like Chris, anything before we go to tweets? Uh, nope. Okay, here we go.
2: Well, shout out to Robert Mallard, man. He hit us up with this. He says, uh, he "Survived Keo and his understanding. Congrats, Gundam Gundam 200." And uh, all that stuff. He shows a picture of Keo, uh, understanding with uh, with my boy from Gundam Victory crashing into him with his. Uh, or was it Oliver from Gundam Victory? You know, doing this
1: trademark uh, yeah. crashing,
2: crashing into a blunt crashing object. Crash into
1: those space tires. <laughs> Usel- useless kamikaze attack.
2: Indeed, indeed. Yo, shout out to Robert Mallet, of course, for that one. Uh, Yazi says we should have a new loser villain countdown slash discussion again, or another another visit to Sobro's Men. Uh wow. wow, that old chestnut—it
1: never dies.
0: Or, or uh, the good old anime
2: toilet.
1: <laughs> we should do anime toilet again.
2: Anime toilet is definitely something we should definitely go back to. There's uh plenty of uh, plenty of um, nominees for that one. A
1: lot of a lot of a lot of poop out there.
2: A Lot of poop out there, boy. That doesn't stop. But um, he also says, and I can't believe he fucking mentioned this. Yazi writes, it would have been amazing if Sobro could have rewrote. His Robotech and Voltron fanfic and read it live on air. I know it's still in your heart, so Bro. I know it's still in your heart.
1: You know what, Soul Bro? That would be great. Hey, that baby, would actually be. I, I think that that would be that would be up there with Bernie's lament.
2: Look, man. Someone Only found, if it has heart and soul. Someone found the yeah. papyrus that I wrote it on and made it a comic book series. I think it was published in Wildstorm. There you go. Someone must. Have Are you serious? It. Yeah, there's a Robotech slash Voltron crossover uh, that happened in comics a couple of years ago. I shit you not. It came out. I never read it though, but someone did. Uh, someone did do one. I think it was like. And it's or- based on your fanfic. No fuck no. <laughs> So I'd like my money, please.
0: <laughs> I'd like to be paid.
2: I wrote that fanfic when probably I was like, because
0: Harmony Gold, I'm sure embezzled it. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. they did. I'm sure they did. Uh, I
2: I wrote that little story when I was like, what, ten? <laughs> it was in the chest somewhere. You, I think do, we gotta throw it out. Do you have it anywhere? No, I do not. And if I did, probably better than I... whatever
0: Harmony Gold conceived of. Oh my god, yeah. probably, it might be. It might, be. might. Might
2: be. I'm sure it's better than Shadow Chronicles. Oh my goodness. Every, anything's better than that. Jesus, that was a low light reviewing that on the show. Uh, <laughs> Yazzie asks, uh, I have to ask which one of you guys would bet, which guy? Which one of you guys bet on from the Coliseum days? Petite Mobile or Bright's, brights Chair? Uh, w- w- <laughs> well, that's right, we had the, the Coliseum. At, uh, oh, at yeah, H-M. I forgot about the Coliseum. But petite, which one would we bet on? Oh, man, Bright's Chair every freaking day, man. Every day, Turn.
1: Man. Turn a gun to Moonlight Butterfly wins off.
2: <laughs> it had the right size cup holder. Are you kidding me, man? Bright's champion well, every
1: time. But didn't but didn't Bright use the petite mobile? I, I he used it right in Zeta. Did he
0: really? Did Did we ever see that did. in action? I, he I, used one in Double Zeta.
1: Double Zeta. There there Zeta. I knew he did used it. it in one That's of them. It. So, yeah, is this petite mobile with Bright? With bright, no, no, it's just, chair? it's
2: just putting up the petite mobile versus bright's uh, chair. Oh, it's bright's chair. It's yeah. bright's chair, man. Yeah, it's got bright's cool chair thing.
1: though.
2: Oh, the chair the, the from the uh, mo- Charles uh, Counterattack. Oh, okay, the one that, <laughs> one that rises from the deck. Oh my God, yes, please, <laughs> please, the mobile one, yes, with, Without the,
1: doubt. with the with the old Taco Bell Lando Bell logo. <laughs> man, I- <laughs> <laughs> Every time I saw that Lando Bell thing, I was like, that's the old Taco Bell. Logo. <laughs> <laughs> Put that chair up against a
2: new Gundam. <laughs> That's how- but Captain, we need we need salt.
1: You know how important <laughs> salt is for the body. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the classic debate, man. Yeah, always, salt is a major factor. But uh, shout out to Gabriel Enosendio. Uh I-, I slaughtered your name. Baca underscore Gabriel. Uh, Gabriel on Twitter. He writes it. My damn phone. Um, hostage situation. Yeah, but I'm gonna shut this phone up. Damn you! All right. um, He says hostage situation. Your only chance of survival is to get 100 wins in survival mode of Gundam Battle Assault 2. No, Which mobile no. suit from the roster do you pick? Suicide is not the option. Oh, I always pick the Zeta. <laughs> that's that's my battle salt 2. Battle huh? assault 2. Although the um, the God Gundam I think is in that game too. I'm gonna go with Akai. Oh, there you go. Ak- Akai was in the. Was in there. Toggy's uh, three. Maxter was in there. Gun the Maxter
1: was Ta- in there. Toggy's three. Toggy's
2: three. Man,
1: that's a good pick. But I but I don't think it was unlockable. No, it was unlockable. Man. I, I'm playing Battle Song. It's too so, long. You know, I'm
2: gonna oh pick the I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick the Neil Zeal. I'm gonna go with Denim Slayer. Yo Denim, <laughs> that guy. Oh my goodness. But uh, thank you, thank you, Baka Underscore Gabriel. I appreciate that question. Uh, next up, Robert Mallard says, thanks for an awesome 10 years. Gundam started way back when I was in high school, and you guys have outlasted a lot of other stuff from back then, to say the least. What was the worst slash funny, funny uh, anime you had to watch in service of this podcast? Damn. um,
1: The worst? The worst
2: slash funny? Well, if you want to combine the two, oh, it's got to be M.D. Geist all day. That was, no, it's that was the That's
1: it. It's not actually for me. It's not MD guys because oh. MD guys, as crappy as it is, mm-hmm. in some ways, it's kind of enjoyable because you can just make fun of it. But yeah. I think the is fucking Garzy's wing. Yes, Gar- Garzy's yes. wing wanted me. To, Garzy's wing wanted me to punch the computer <laughs> screen. Especially that shit about oh, oh. The, what was the thing? Blah 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 Garzy's wing. blah 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 Garzy's wing. I'm like, oh my god, shut the fuck up. The gibberish. Uh,
2: that is in that dialogue. I mean, you haven't lived until you watched it in English. You have to do it. Uh, uh, Show and I actually yeah. had a night called Bad Dub Night where we sat down and watched four or five bad dubs of OVAs. And Garci's Wings is one of them. Shows The look on Show's face, because he had never seen it before, the look on his face. And he must have been out of breath laughing by the time we were done because it was so bad. I just I, I, did, I, I felt bad putting it on him, but man, uh, just watching that again, it's like I I don't know what Tamina was thinking. I don't know who 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 uh who wrote the script for this. But, he did. Uh, he uh, did. Uh, no, I'm talking about. Okay, I'm sorry. Who wrote the English uh, adaptation script for this? But this dub is the worst. One of the worst I've ever heard and seen. I watched it in both ways. Well, languages. you know, you,
1: you, you know, what probably the bad thing is mm-hmm. probably it doesn't stray that far from the actual. Um, the actual script,
2: yeah, it so. probably doesn't. It, it probably is pretty, uh, pretty close to it. But yeah, that that definitely takes the cake, man. Chris, any thoughts?
0: Yeah, I, I would say uh tie between Garzy's Wing and Wings of Rian. Oh, wow. oh yeah,
1: Wings of Rian. I missed bad, out on so. Wings of Rian.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I totally missed out on that.
1: Oh, <gasps> uh,
2: <gasps> good lord! Yeah. I think you guys reviewed that when I was on my honeymoon. Man, good times.
0: <laughs> just, they're just both so bad. I'm glad but I. Th- Gar- Garzy's wing is probably just edges it out because it's completely incomprehensible. And Wings of Rain is just bad. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I still need to but watch But not that. enjoyably bad. Oof.
1: Yeah. Because in some ways, MD Geist has yes. kind of that enjoyable factor. To... I'm not going to say it's like this thing that's gotten better. It's so bad that it's good because it's still pretty bad. Mm-hmm. But in some ways you're just like, okay. Speaking I, I could kind of deal with this.
2: Speaking of bad if Tomino. I think about
1: it, I probably I probably watched that thing maybe four or five times in its entirety. <laughs> so as oh, wow. much as like I shit on the show, <laughs> I probably sat there and watched it for all this dumb stuff. So speaking speaking of bad
2: Tamino, uh eventually we'll have to get to a particular show he did in the nineties. And uh yeah, I'm not too thrilled about having to watch that. <laughs> oh you mean brain powered? Brain powered.
0: Oh yeah. you guys have fun with that. Oh you know.
2: boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Sure, you don't we want to don't come back on me. that
0: one? Don't, uh, no, don't call me. You know? <laughs> At least we got I King Gainer to watch after that, so
2: thank God. <laughs> That'll be a palate cleanser right there. <laughs> Good times. Good times. But, uh, Robert, thank you very much. Robert, long-time listener of the show. Real Rob Mallard, uh, Philly Gundam fan uh, on the on boards as well. Uh, Shout-out to Yazzie. He writes, uh, Gundam was my first introduction in, sorry, introduction to podcast, especially in my first year of college. Was, we're sorry uh, for that. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was the main thing I listened to all the time on my iPod. Thanks uh, to Gundam, I found more podcasts like Flip the Script and Chaos Theater. And oh, man. all my classes. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we never said we were good with, uh, with assisting you in your studies. But uh, he said, oh, I'll always hold Gundam in a special place. Well, Yazi, oh. man, another longtime listener. He's been listening from way back in the day. Yazi, thank you very much for the post uh rob mallard hits us back saying uh thanks for an awesome 10 years oh i already read this one let me skip that thank you shout out to rob uh gabriel he writes uh aka Baca underscore gabriel says i found gundam on a whim back in december of 2017 oh wow on the other side of the spectrum this guy this cat is uh hasn't been listening for very long and he said i've uh since then downloaded most of the archive available on the website and listened to them at work I also briefly chronicled my listen on Twitter for a while. Yeah, I remember getting some of your tweets, man. Uh, thank you for doing that, and thanks for uh, for checking out our ar- our archives, man. That's that's wild, man. It's a lot of episodes to go through in uh, in such a short time, man. But uh, I'm glad you found us, man. And thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in tonight for the stream as well. Um, last but not least, looks like uh, shout out to Shadow Swordmaster at the Grand Dojo on Twitter. He says Gundam was my first podcast. That I really listened to when it when it first when it came out, it showed me a bigger world of mecha anime that wasn't just Gundam, Macross, or any big mecha show. Thank you for the laughs when we watched Garzy's Wing together. That was hilarious. Oh, he's referring to when we watched the uh, when we did the live uh, commentary on that. Oh my god! Uh, but even <clears throat> then, go back and listen to that review. It's it's not kind. <laughs> it's not. Oh, good times, but um anything uh you guys wanted to say before we uh wrap things up uh any uh any last thoughts about um any anything that uh, has uh that has happened in uh in in just the mecha anime uh in general that uh we didn't expect to happen over these years i hate everybody yes yes indeed some things no change. i
1: think I, I think in that end but i I'd, I'd have to say um uh thank you to everybody for uh sticking with us um I know sometimes it's um, probably frustrating because we're not exactly the most disciplined when it comes to releasing things
0: (laughs) or being
1: on a a constant schedule, but you have to realize too, I mean, if you're comparing us to other podcasts, that's their main source of what they do. This is just kind of a thing that we do on the side. We love doing it, but um, it's, you know, um, sometimes, you know, life just gets in the way. So I just want to thank everybody for that. And uh, with that, you know, um, just keep involved. Um, You know, as we said before, Chris is he's gone, but he's not forgotten. He's always (laughs) going to prop up somewhere like he did tonight. And, um, you know, me and Solbro, we we got plans. So there's lots of things that we're going to we're going to kind of trudge on with. So.
0: I, I'll let go. It takes a lot of time to prepare for podcasts, which is why Chaos Theater is no more and why I'm not on Gundam. And all the time that I spent not preparing for a podcast was intent, instead time that I spent either reading for grad school or playing Spider-Man.
2: Yeah. yeah Spider-Man, though. Jesus, man. Good
0: God. Yeah,
1: because <laughs> yeah, especially I'm sure with Chaos Theater, you really had to. <laughs> Really had to
0: prepare on some of that
1: stuff. Probably more so than I yeah, did. you out. know, a
0: lot, of, a lot of reading, watching, playing, and you know, it just became a thing of. Um, it's like you you have all this homework. And it's like, man, I gotta I gotta play this video game. I know, right? I gotta read this book. Oh, it's like that's not the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, You're supposed to sit, be able to enjoy them at your own pace. As yeah, but you know, yeah. since I don't have the free time to do these things to the fullest extent it's like well you know you gotta manage your time and then it becomes a chore Yeah, and
2: and then I'm then sure I've... you
0: all have felt the same way too
2: yeah it can sometimes suck the joy out of what you're yeah. doing if you have the it, rush it, to meet, meet I gotta say there. that. Mm-hmm. I gotta say
1: though I mean um, with at least with these shows I think sometimes it's a little bit easier I think when you start having to do uh, reading, reading books and things like that that makes it tough and I, I would say the few times that we've had to you know even when we've done mangas we've done some of these mangas and stuff on Gundam that that was a little tough because you know at least with the show you can kind of nowadays and kind of travel with you you know and even though a book can sometimes you just need like that that real big quiet time where nobody's really bothering you and things like that to really get immersed into it so uh, yeah <laughs> so but so bro anything
2: um, for the most part, uh, I just uh, Dolo asked many me, more, many
1: more years of being destroyed on Gundam versus.
2: Indeed, indeed. In I play- we just we just played the other day for the first time in like a month. So, uh, if any props, to everybody who came out the other day for that. Uh, Dolo asked me uh, on Twitter. Oh, uh, do you think we'll see us uh, have a 20th Century Boys anime? We uh, should uh, have seen one by this point. I guess if they are going to make one, they would have made one. They made them into live-action movies instead. so It's unfortunate, but I wanted to see an anime of that. Absolutely. shout out to Fred. Fred, um, that tweet you sent us about uh, congratulating us, thank you for writing that. I read it actually at the top of the show. So if uh, if anything, if you run it back at the very beginning... Uh, you'll see, you'll see we showed it then, but uh, thank you dude, you've been listening for a long time too Uh, thanks, uh, you're one of my favorite people I met throughout doing the show and uh, it's always cool when when I get to talk to you man, as well as everybody else guys thank you uh, for coming out tonight as well man, and your support keeps us going man, Uh, make sure to continue going to mhq.net as well and uh, mechatalk.net as well and join the conversation there also and always be cool, don't be giving Chris no fucking grief
1: (laughs)
0: Nope, I'll ban your ass. There you go,
2: man. Don't do that. Don't do it. But um,
1: sir bans a lot. Sir bans a lot. But <laughs> well, shout out to
2: everybody at Mahq, especially at the Facebook group. They've been besieged by assholes. Uh, but there's a lot of cool people in the in the Facebook group. And thank goodness for them, man. They uh they post a lot. Oh, of Oh, there's also posts.
0: some assholes in there right now. So Ooh, you know. the battle continues.
2: <laughs> clean clean house pretty soon. Oh no. Well, uh, everybody, uh, bat down the hatches and hold on to your butts, man. Uh, in yeah. the in the meantime, uh, any um anything and anything else you guys want to mention before we close things out? Yep. Nope. All right, I'm guys. Good. Well, uh, thank you for listening to episode 200 of Gundam at MHQ. Uh, we'll see you guys next time for regu- a regularly scheduled episode. Many thanks to Chris making it out tonight for this episode, and uh, we'll have him back again when we uh cover Voltron in the in the near future. So, uh, we gotta get caught up on those reviews as well so uh, be on the lookout for that other than that, uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you guys later man, take it easy cool. MAHQ is a Shinjuku station and MAHQ.net joint.